Thanks for joining Emmanuel Christian Community. In the Bible, God's Spirit creates life and order out of gloomy and lifeless situations. It begins with creation in the very first book of the Bible in Genesis. And it continues through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the same Spirit who leads Jesus also leads us as followers today. So in this series, join us as we learn how to be faithful followers, effective witnesses, and how to live life to its fullest through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I wasn't feeling enough pressure already, and now there's a title to go along with things. So, You're not too scary a looking group, so I'll move forward slightly. Well, good morning. As Andrea said, my name is Peter, and I'm just one of the elders here, just a regular guy. It's my privilege to share God's word with you today. In late June, uh, Pastor Ken sent an email with an intro to the sermon series on the Holy Spirit, and he wrote in that email that he didn't feel like he was much of an expert on the topic of the Holy Spirit. I must confess, I don't feel much expertise either, but I do have a modicum of knowledge and experience of the things of the Spirit. But regardless, let's take a moment to pray and invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to gather together in person and online uh, to come before you. And Father, we know that you are a big enough God that you can reach all of us wherever we are, and yet you're also an intimate enough Abba Father that you can meet each one of us where we're at. And so this morning, I pray for all of us that we would have open hearts and open minds to hear what the Spirit would teach us. Amen. So recently I was having coffee with some ECCers who shall remain nameless, and a conversation went to the direct leading of the Spirit. Those occasions when we can quite clearly understand the leading of the Spirit. For me, the clearest leading of the Spirit uh, was my call to ministry in my early 20s. I was at BCIT at the time, and I can still remember coming home on the bus from school one day. I would not say that I heard the voice of God, but there's no question that I felt a very specific push from the Spirit to change directions and go into church ministry. And one of the reasons it needed to be very specific was I had grown up in the church. My dad was a minister, and a lot of Sundays, the little old ladies in church would come up to me, are you going to grow up to be a minister like your father? And I'd be like, no. Last thing on my mind. Uh, so it very much did take a very clear push from the Spirit. So that was one of a few occasions when I felt the clear and specific leading of the Spirit. Perhaps the clearest story in the Bible about how God leads us is in Exodus 14. And I'm just going to read a little bit of the story. We pick it up when Moses and the Israelites are fleeing Egypt to escape slavery. So Exodus 14, starting at 19, then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, 
coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so neither went near each other all night long. And then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. So all the Israelites had to do was follow the light prior to this and then the cloud and then walk through the corridor of the Red Sea that God provided. It, this is as simple as it gets. Go that way. But what about all those times when we aren't sure? When we don't feel anything from the Spirit? Where we aren't sure what God would have us do? When we don't have pillars of fire and clouds and the Red Sea is not parting before us? So that's our topic this morning. How can we be faithful followers and understand the leading of the Spirit? Now, as I said, every now and again, we get very clear direction from the Spirit. But most of the time, I have a suspicion that the leading of the Spirit feels like maybe this. Angled roads. Or, if you know your Lord of the Rings, this famous scene. We couldn't get the video working this morning. Michael, turn down my mic for a second. Just down a little bit. This is where Gandalf is facing this monster and goes, You shall not pass! It's way better when Ian McKellen does it, but... <laughs> so we have this old man saying, No, 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 no. Or maybe it's simply like this. The silence. Or cricket noises. I think for a lot of us, I know for me, many, many times, it's confusion. It is somebody saying, nuh-uh, or nothing. So what does guidance look like then? Guidance is about two things. It's about direction and support. Years ago, and for anybody under the age of, of, of 30, um, this is was a time before GPS. So Valerie and I went to visit friends in Edmonton. We hadn't been there before, so we had two things. We had an address, we had a map. A map is one of these things, if you don't have G... You're the youngest ones here, so I get to pick on you. So we had an address and a map. But once we got to Edmonton, we couldn't find the house. We had directions, but that wasn't enough. So called my friend Doug and said, okay, here's where we are. He said, don't move. He brought his car. He found us. And then we just followed him back to his place. That was the support. So guidance has two elements that have to go together. Guidance, sorry, direction and support. And this is what we're looking for from the Holy Spirit. Direction and support. Here's the thing. The main focus of the guidance of the Spirit is about the overall direction of our lives. It's about our attitude, our heart. 
the important part isn't where we live, but how we live. Our specific job may not be as important as whether we perform that job with integrity. In John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus said that he is sending us the Holy Spirit as a helper. But the advocate, John writes, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. That's the Spirit's role in helping us to live as faithful followers of Jesus. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing. Of course, we can seek the leading of the Spirit for specific aspects of our lives. But a huge part of the role of the Spirit in guiding us is simply to remind us of what Jesus taught us. So, how does the Holy Spirit guide us? Where does this guidance come from? Several places. It comes from scripture, prayer, gifting, wise counsel, community, and others. But I'm going to focus for a minute just on those five. So, scripture. It's important that we understand the whole of scripture, the overall direction of scripture. Not just a few favorite verses that may back up specific aspects of our lives. There is so much in Scripture that gives us the guidance of the Spirit. I picked a few of the, I, I think, the bigger, more obvious, well-known ones uh, that are just so important in guiding us. The Great Commandment, Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. Go, make disciples, baptize, teach. Okay? The Great Commission. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Love your neighbor. Fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I practiced that years ago, trying to learn and catch it from it. I had a chance to practice yesterday, too, but I didn't look at my notes there. Anyway, the fruit of the Spirit. These are the things that should dictate, should be what our lives are about. The Beatitudes, the greatest sermon ever told from Matthew 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, and so on. Micah 6.8 from the Old Testament. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. These verses and so many others. Give us most of what we need. And they remind us of what we need to be, what we need to do in our journey. So, Scripture is our guide. Prayer, obviously. That's, I think, how a lot of us understand how we uh, seek the leading of the Holy Spirit. But I think 
my guess is a lot of us have a tendency to do most of the talking in these situations when we're seeking the leading of the Spirit. God, I am wondering what I should do in this and blah, 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 amen. We've missed a part. If we want to understand the leading of the Spirit, of course, we can talk. But the more important part, if we want an answer, we need to be quiet and we need to listen. Parents, what do we tell our kids when they're talking too much? You have two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk. A third way the Spirit guides us is gifting. God gives us gifts in order for us to use them. And this gifting can be the direction in itself. Growing up, honestly, even to this day, I wanted to be a professional baseball player. As, as much as it's, I try not to admit this in Canada, baseball is my favorite sport. Ahead of hockey by about that much, okay? I, I'm a summer guy, what, what can I say? The problem is, I've never quite had, by quite I mean, quite had the athleticism or the work ethic <laughs> to make it as a pro ball player. My desires didn't line up with my gifting. So your gifting will often give you some of that leading of the Holy Spirit. There's no point in me trying to be a nuclear physicist. Not smart enough. So that's not likely where God's going to call me. If you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, there's lots of ways to discover them. There's inventories and, and tests and things like that. And if you're curious, if you've ever done that, talk to Andreas, Ken, myself. We can, help, we can get you help set up on something like that. But the Spirit will use our abilities and gifts to guide our journey. Another one, wise counsel. We should all have people in our lives that we can trust to give us wisdom, but not just the answer that we're hoping to get. The people who are willing to tell us the difficult things that we need to hear or challenge us when we need it. I've been blessed to have many such people in my life. There was a time that an opportunity presented itself to me that lined up with my gifting. Everything seemed to be aligned, and this made a lot of sense. So I simply asked a couple of people close to me to see whether there was anything to prevent me from taking the opportunity, anything to indicate that this was a closed door. In the end, there were no closed doors. You thought I was going to say there was, didn't you? There was no closed doors, and so I took that opportunity. So this was a case of following the gifting I've been given, as I mentioned in the previous part, and seeking wise counsel. And then along with that is the idea of community. And it's critical that we have a community of different types of people. One problem I think most of us recognize with social media today, as the systems are designed to give us more and more of the same thing that we look at. So this creates more and more of a narrow feedback loop. So we end up with a very limited perspective. 
One of the things I appreciate about being able to go to church in Canada, most churches are small enough that you're going to get a real different mix of people. In my previous church, we had that. We had people that were over here and like this kind of stuff and people all the way over here. And we've got that here too. If we were to pick a subject and throw it open, you would find that there's probably quite a range of things. And this is a good thing because we don't get locked into that narrow feedback loop. So we're surrounded by all sorts of different people and the spirit can use that to challenge us so we don't get locked into a singular form of thinking on things. So the Holy Spirit will guide us using scripture, prayer, gifting, wise counsel, and community, among other things. I want to finish up with our passage for today from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament. And this is a short, simple, and incredibly powerful passage. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. What's the easiest path to follow? A straight one. So, but here's how I think a lot of times our internal conversation goes when we're coming, when we're looking at a passage like this. So, trust in the Lord, the creator of everything. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Submit to God who loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die so that our sins could be forgiven. Absolutely. But there's this one thing that I feel really strongly about. I think I should be able to do it. It's really important to me. I, I don't think God will mind. I'm just going to go over here. And I'm, I'm going to, we don't say this to ourselves, but I'm going to interpret all the signs in a way that supports what I want to do. Does that sound familiar to anybody or is that just my own head? So, when it comes down to it, do we really trust the Lord with all our hearts? Or too often, do we lean on our own understanding? Hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Are we going to be able to do that every step of the way? Nope. We're still sinful people. But the journey is always about trying to find that straight path. Our goal should be tr learning to trust the Lord in all circumstances. To submit to him as, as people. Are we good at submitting? Not so much. But remember who we're being asked to submit to. The creator of the universe. The Lord of all. We need to understand that following the Spirit 
is an attitude of the heart. It is not a magic formula that we use to solve life's equations. When we run into a difficulty, it's not we've got to do A and B so that we end up with C. It's not algebra, thankfully. It's not a magic formula. And we may not always get it right. We can use scripture. We can seek God and listen in prayer. We can use wise counsel. We might, we might miss something. We might get it wrong. But God will always use us where we are if we're being obedient. So, we need to seek God's truth. We need to listen. We need to be in community. And we need to be humble. Let's pray.